You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive! Start! Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Look at him, look at him, look at him! Let's go racing drivers! It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, motorsports insider, Kurt Hansen. Well, here we go. Welcome to the show, Graham, on a fast and furious Friday. See why I did that right there? It's called uh, entertainment. Mixing a little motorsports with the fact that it is well, it's more than flurries out there, but uh, hey, welcome to the program. It is the premier home for motorsports. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm motorsports insider Kurt Hansen here on the uh, the blowtorch for motorsports. On a well, it is a fast Friday, but it's also a flurries Friday. So uh, if you find humor in that, great. If not, yeah, sucks for you. But uh, great show lined up. We have truly one of the icons of motorsports on the program today. Uh, wow, I, it's. Uh, a great honor to have him. I'll get to that as I meander through my opening as I'm sitting here from the Ivory Tower watching it snow. Shocking. It is, uh, as I said to my wife this morning, I said, I, it's March. Why? She said, no, it's February 10th. I'm like, well, okay, it's close enough. Uh, Harken back to the days when I was a SoCal boy riding my motorcycle at the end of February. Jeans, chaps, short sleeves, polo shirt, beanie helmet, sunglasses. Zipping down the PCH, if you're on a first-name basis, in 75-degree weather. Not today here in the Mile High, but uh, nor what does the post office say? Nor uh, snow, sleet, or dark of night, the male must get through. Well, this is the male and the female must get through. As uh, producer extraordinaire Sid the Kid behind the plexiglass, she'll be joining me for our 15th annual Daytona 500 with a bash after the clash, as I call it, at uh, Podium Carding, uh, formerly Unser Carding. Doors open at 9 o'clock. First 100 in the door. Get free beer and uh, go-kart races. It'll be a lot of fun. We're, we're expecting a lot of people based on the response so far from uh, not just the events page on Facebook, but uh, our, our email uh, directives and, and newsletters and things like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And if the weather permits... And cooperates, which it should. We'll have a little impromptu car show out there, and Sid the Kid will go out and just uh, pick one of her favorites, and we'll give you like a one-inch tall trophy or something. I, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be shooting it for Race Central TV. I'll be also be doing a lot of live streaming uh, throughout the event, so that's going to be a lot of fun talking to all of you out there. You don't even really have to be a, a gearhead or, or NASCAR fan to enjoy as uh, one of the presidents of a very large car club said to me this week, is that they'll be there. They come to all my events. It's uh, Kurt, all your events are very interactive, a lot of fun. And at it, it Podium, like if we have a caution or red flag or something, you can go uh, do your go-kart racing thing. They got axe throwing. They got an arcade. I mean, it's, it's a cornucopia of uh, fun for the whole family. So that's going to be cool. Uh, if, you, if you caught the clash... Last weekend, I'd love to talk to you because we do have some open segments today. I did that on purpose just in case anybody wants to uh, bounce in at 303-844-3776. That's 303-844-3776. Or you can tweet at me, make fun of me, do whatever you want to do, at Ray Central on Twitter. NASCAR crushed it. 
And if you have an opposing view, that's you're the guy or gal I really want to talk to. They they absolutely crushed it. I mean, what is wrong with a 78-degree afternoon on a special-built track inside the storied Los Angeles Coliseum? And I don't know if they've played any baseball in there, but uh, to use a baseball term, NASCAR hit a home run or a grand slam. I think a grand slam. I love the way they – and, of course, any first-time event, especially – and this was an exhibition – but if, if you are a regular listener of the program, you heard Lee Spencer from RacingBoys.com and Bob Pockeras, uh NASCAR uh, impresario from Fox Sports, say on the program a few weeks ago, the cars just have a really cool look and a really cool sound. And I couldn't really pick up on that from watching videos from testing. But in watching uh, the heat races and stuff Saturday and Saturday night, man, the cars look cool. They sound wicked. It's a whole different note. And with the new composite body, as we saw Sunday at the Clash, I mean, the past the rubbing is racing. Now we got banging is balling. But NASCAR hit a home run. And the way they, they rolled out the whole thing on Saturday, they checked out Sunday. Well, they rolled out on Saturday, but the race on Sunday, fifty to 60,000 people. And according to NASCAR, uh, 70% of the people, the fans, had never purchased a, a, a ticket to a NASCAR race previously because NASCAR, you know, they, they try to get you to do everything electronically. With the pandemic and such, you know, can't do walk-ups. And so they tracked <laughs> boy, tracking. Don't you love that? I love to be tracked. I feel like a satellite. So I've been told I have, you know, the mind of a Martian, but I don't really like to be tracked. But these people had never, through any of the electronic uh, vehicles that NASCAR uses to sell tickets online or on the app have bought a ticket before. That is impressive. And if you look at the the, the whole the whole jam, the whole vibe, I mean, this was an it was an eighteen to I would say predominantly there were a lot of you know a lot of NASCAR old school fans you could see them in the stands, but it was predominantly eighteen to forty fives, shiny people TikToking, Instagroining, Facebook Live, tweaking, oh, Twittering, excuse me, uh, or twerking. I mean, the it, it it came off great. And then to have like an intermission, like a Super Bowl, haha. I will meander back to that statement in, in a few moments. As and then at halftime, they bring out Dr. Dre, and that that was pretty cool because you know where the LA Coliseum is, right? It's in Compton. And now with Snoop and uh, the rest of his former cohorts performing at the Super Bowl. A little, uh, little pushback, I think, on the fellows because they don't get along much anymore. But straight out of Compton, the place, it was, I mean, you know, I've been around this gig for a whole long time. And I must say, I was riveted uh, to, to, to the whole thing. Uh, my wife, who's a lot younger than I am, was totally into it. And she likes NASCAR, but she's not a big fan. But she, you know, she's been a start line at Phoenix and stuff when 45 cars go by at Mach 10. And she enjoys it. But the entertainment value of what we saw last Sunday will create a whole new vibe in NASCAR. And it's not the last time you're going to see it. I can almost guarantee you they'll be back in the Coliseum next year. And there may be other venues like it. Hey, it's the premier home. It is Race Central on the radio on a, well, it's a fast Friday. 
It's a fast and furious Friday here on the Premier Home. ESPN Radio, AM 1600, FM 104.3 The Fan on HD2, 98.1 in the Northern Territories, and the podcast at FM 104.3 The Fan, the wildly popular Race Central podcast uh, up on Monday on FM 104.3 The Fan.com. I'm the insider and racecentralmedia.com. I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports, your host, Kurt Hansen. We are back. It's about a quarter after the hour. It's a good thing I have a young, brilliant producer. I I got so excited, I said, Dr. Dre. Actually, Ice Cube. Uh, you know, my brain is like Ice Cubes on a day like today because it is a fast and flurious uh, Friday here on the Premier Home for Motorsports. <laughs> oh. I, th- I think that happened because I just watched the movie about all of them growing up in the LBC and, you know, the West Coast rapper scene and all la 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 la. Yeah, that's what happens when you forget to take your memory pills. Ugh. So if you were up, if you watched The Clash last weekend, what did you think? Again, I've got an open segment. We're not a color-driven show, but... I, I, I do like opinions because I'm very opinionated. I've been told sometimes I should uh, preface statements with in my opinion sometimes, but not so much. I'm, I'm not a big Joey Logano guy. First of all, and I know this sounds crazy being a motorsports guy and a guy that races and, you know, continues to race and such, but it's like I've said many times, the uh, Monte Carlo of American Open Wheel Racing is a Long Beach Grand Prix, and it's called the Roar at the Shore, or the unofficial name of the Party at the Shore, which is a Long Beach Grand Prix. Well, it part of what makes Long Beach so special is the Southern California vibe. It is a party. It is a happening, and celebs are there. Shiny people are there because it's an event, and... You know, it was said years ago that it's a party that a race broke out at. And I've heard that phrase used in regards to the clash. But you know what? I'm okay with it. I mean, the racing was really fun to watch. The cars held up very well. I mean, I, we all knew they'd be bumping and banging. And it would be a great test for the new composite body. And as I say, boy, the cars look good. I like the moving of the number. It opens up that door space for sponsorship. Yeah, the numbers have a little lean to them. So it just, the cars look cool. And let's face it, we're in the entertainment business. I mean, that's what I do. Race Central TV, longest running motorsports show on TV. Race Central Radio, the same on the radio side. I mean, we've been at this 22 years. It's not an accident that people listen or watch. Because we entertain you. And that's what they did at the Coliseum last weekend. I don't think, and I, I, I may be making a stretch, and I'm not going to use that in my opinion. If you went away from that event and didn't, if nothing else, have a great time, if the little short hairs of the back of your neck weren't standing up, when the cars roared off or when 
Ice Cube's performing, or I'm not a big pit bull guy, but he's a team owner. Again, creative way. The only maybe next year because Floyd Mayweather is going to own a team. Maybe next year they have a boxing exhibition, and uh, you know s- some more jam. Uh, I mean, th- th- it's, it opens up a plethora. Can't spell it, but know what it means of opportunities. It, it's not an accident that is going to say. And I'm not a big pit bull guy. I like Papa Roach though. Um, but he's a team owner. So here's a way to weave a team owner into the fabric of entertainment in Tinseltown, USA, and get people jacked up. As I say, I, I, I've been to Long Beach. This will be my 40th year. I was there in September. And we go back to our traditional April date this year because, you know, and, and I, I hate to talk about it, but I, I am going to take a segue for a second. I love to hear the quote-unquote experts now talking as, talking about the endemic because I'm sick and tired of hearing about the pandemic. And endemic, it's exactly what it says. It's, it's hopefully ending. And NASCAR did such a great job, as did the NHRA, all the professional race series, at weaving their way through, which we thought would just be one year of tumultuous-isms. Just made that word up. But as we learned, 2022 was, check that, 2021 was a lot of the same but different. Their similarities were different. We went to different high schools together. How do you like that one? But I've seen it at Long Beach for years. People come because it's a people thing. And I think during the the P word thing, I think what a lot of people missed was people. I mean, we are, we're people people. I mean, robots are cool. That's great. I didn't marry a robot. I married an amazing young woman who's the love of my life. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't marry a robot. People enjoy being around people, the interaction, the vibe. And we saw it last Sunday in Los Angeles. And I think, and I'm not a psychologist, but I did say at a Hollywood Express last night, uh, I'm a pretty smart guy. I mean, you know, was a psych major and stuff. And just watching what was going on, and even watching what was going on in Long Beach in September this year with the Long Beach Grand Prix, people being out around people. Everybody told me, oh, God, you're going to California. You're going to the, to the dark zone, the death zone. It's masks. You know, um, you have to sleep in your car because you can't walk. I mean, I'm thinking, what the hell's going on around here? And nice one, Sid. Uh it wasn't that at all. And it felt good to be out and about and walking and talking and vibing and jamming and ramming and slamming. And that's what we saw at the Coliseum last weekend. Now, is that could that play out, you know, 36 race season? No. That's like, that's a nugget. But I think a lot of what you saw also was people getting out and having a good time and interacting. And, oh, by the way, they saw some pretty cool stuff going on on the track. As you can tell, I'm pretty wound up and excited about it. It, uh, I enjoyed it immensely. And for an old guy, I'm not that crusty old guy. I'm not, you know, I don't drive my grandfather's Oldsmobile. Do they even make Oldsmobiles anymore? I don't even I don't know. But uh, good, good stuff. Again, I was very excited about it. Uh, coming up next, truly one of the the legends in the world of motorsport, Mr. Scott Atherton. Uh, 20 years running 
IMSA, the International Motorsports Association, took it over when it was, uh, well, the halcyon days of IMSA were ending, and there was a lot of turmoil, and then we had the Rolex Grand Am Series and IMSA, and they were at war, much like CART and IndyCar, and Scott Atherton stepped in and saved the whole deal, and is really a cool guy, and I, I do have a cool story maybe I'll get to when I interview Scott. Because uh, this guy's a legend. He is an icon, and he just received one of the most prestigious awards when it comes to the world of motorsports. We'll talk to Scott Atherton next. It is Race Central on the radio. I'm the insider at RaceCentralMedia.com. Yeah, 30 minutes after the hour or... As I like to say, as close as we can get to it, it is the uh, premier home. It is Race Central on the radio here on ESPN Radio. As you've heard me allude to in the open of the program, our next guest is, uh, well, he's certainly, gosh, an impresario. I don't know if I can top Bob Varsha's uh, comments at the Road Racing Driver Club's 2021 award ceremony when uh, our next guest, Mr. Scott Atherton, receives the highest accolade, which is the Phil Hill Award. Scott, I don't know how big your trophy room is, but I, I think it's it's expanding quickly. Well, uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to be on with you. And uh, not a lot of trophies. Uh, you know, when you're on the, the business side of the industry, you know, not a lot of podiums, so to speak. But when Bobby Rahal called me and uh, made me aware that I was going to receive that award, he said that he's got a lot of trophies in his trophy case, and this one was his favorite, and now I know why. Yeah, well, I talked to Scott Atherton, certainly a man that led, and I'm a huge, and I've always been a huge um, IMSA fan, and I can remember from what I call the halcyon days of uh, the GTP, and boy, am I glad that title's back. We'll get to that. But, you know, sitting on the side of a hill at Sonoma in 110-degree weather with six-foot grass next to me with one bathroom and one hot dog stand watching the likes of Brian Redmond and such uh, battle it out uh, in the P cars as we used to call them back in the day and then you know the bishops passing on and you know kind of the I'm not going to use the cart IndyCar synopsis or scenario which but I just did uh, the, the Rolex Grand Am series and IMSA and you with Mr. Panos who I sat next to at uh, at the IMSA race actually at the, at the media luncheon at a very famous Italian restaurant in San Francisco and had a long conversation with him. God bless his soul. But, you know, you you stepped in at a – let's just put it this way. It was not uh, – the the water was not glassy smooth. How to, How's that? Yeah, well said. And you're right. I think at the time that Don engaged, uh, he acquired IMSA, Sebring Raceway and Mosport, he already had Road Atlanta, so he, he added those other two tracks to his uh, holdings. And at the time that he acquired it, I think it's safe to say sports car racing in North America was dead. It just hadn't been buried yet. <laughs> and and that's, that's where we started. Um, I joined Don shortly after he acquired those assets, and, uh, and we launched the American Le Mans series. Uh, we changed the name back to IMSA from its its previous uh, it was previously known as professional sports car racing, uh, and it was a long haul. Have to say, a lot of heavy lifting involved, but so proud of 
where it is today and John Doonan and Jim France and Ed Bennett and the folks that are pulling the strings there now. I think they're doing a great job and man, the future's bright. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Scott Atherton here on the premier home. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to take a, um, I can't remember the name of the damn restaurant, but I had a half hour, 45 minute conversation with Don fascinating man. Um, it'll come to me probably at 3 a.m. In, in the night and I'll shout out the restaurant's name. You know, the last time I saw you, there's a funny one. And this is when you're in your early days. Um, uh, I was at a BP gas station in, in Los Angeles somewhere when BP announced their entrance into the series with Mazda. And we're here we are at this gas station launch because they had like some fancy fuel. And then we're sipping Patron martinis at like the Beverly Wilshire Hotel at a Patron activation party. And I said, Scott, why are we in a Mickey Moto? Uh, a jewelry store, and you looked at me and said, "Because uh, we are the only series in the world that has its own pearl." Boom. <laughs> yeah, um, we were catering to a premium audience and uh, and having a lot of fun doing that and expanding, you know, outside the usual uh, you know premium timepiece wristwatch category. Uh, we had a premium tequila. Uh, we had Mickey Moto pearls. We had Porsche. We had Ferrari. We had Michelin. So we were we were working hard to reach out to premium brands, not necessarily in the automotive category, but those that wanted to appeal to the audience that sports car racing was delivering. And our our catchphrase back there, because we were always being compared to IndyCar and NASCAR and and many others, you know, much more well-established platforms. And we would say it's not just about how many, but who. And that's what we delivered. We delivered a very unique category of demographic. And uh, it actually worked for Mickey Moto, believe it or not. You bet it did. I mean, that was part of your gig, and you you did it so eloquently um what years were you with tom glow you know, he was one of my mentors when i started racing what years were was that the normie hunter rodrigo rodriguez michael rosen era bingo exactly yeah <laughs> and that's, a, that's a, a bit of a, a humorous story in my sordid career uh i was in college at the university of washington at the time and and wanted to break into professional racing at any level and and I walked up to Tom. Um, I was on the other side of the fence in the garage area at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Uh, he was racing himself there, driving Formula Atlantic. And I said, Tom, you know, I, I, I want to work for you and your team, and, and I'll work for free. And he had the best response, just complete, you know, cold response. He says, really? You'll work for free? I said, yeah. I, said, ah, I can't afford you. That's Tom Gloy. So, um that's how we started. Yeah. And uh, this is before the days of cell phones and emails. And, uh, you know, I, I got a voicemail or a phone recorder message from my mom <laughs> saying that a guy named Tom Gloy had left a message on my parents' number. And the opportunity was to come and basically be a truckie, you know, just a do anything guy. And uh, I left school, much to my parents' chagrin, thinking that I'd never go back. It actually had the opposite effect. I, I took a year off and traveled with the Atlantic team. Great experience, uh, but I was eager to get back to school because I realized, you know, I wanted to wear the business suit, not the uh, the crew sh- suit. Yeah, it, it. Boy, so were you at Lane Sports in Lafayette or at, at uh, well, it's been Infineon, it's been a bunch of it at, at Sonoma, Walnut Creek. Walnut, yeah, it was in yeah, the Walnut that's Creek, right. Uh, oh my God, yeah, Walnut Creek. 
Yeah, he was one of yeah, my mentors we, yeah. and a great friend. Yeah, that's right. The shop was in for years. It was Lafayette. Then they moved to Walnut Creek, and then they went. They went up to Sonoma. But oh my God, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Such memories. It was incredible year because it was the following season was the debut season for CART Championship Auto Racing teams. Mm-hmm. Pat Patrick and uh, Roger Penske had launched it, and there was about half of the Atlantic teams were evolving to become CART teams. So it was an amazing, you know, opportunity because I'd established a lot of contacts and friendships through that Atlantic experience that served me well in the years to come. Yeah, me too. Uh, Scott Atherton on the program. Uh, Google him. It's pretty impressive. Uh, I, I've got about two minutes left. I could go on with you forever because I, re- I remember that story uh, with the uh, Patron. Boy, Patron understands activation, right? I used to eat Domino's pizza. I didn't even like the pizza. I liked that little Al drove the car for Doug Shearson. You've got a relationship there. But uh, real quick, you go from truck driver with Shearson to being called to run Domino's in the activation department. Pretty interesting deal. It, it, you can't make it up. Um, someday I'm going to write the book, and this will be a You should. Chapter, but it's all true. Uh, I, I, I left Seattle, drove to Ann Arbor, Michigan, Domino's headquarters, to become the show car truck driver. Another situation where I said, I'll take anything. Just get me in the door, and I'll take care of the rest. And my first race was to go to the Indianapolis 500, not to be part of the race team, but to be across the street next to the mobile store selling slices of pizza (laughs) with an Al Jr. T-shirt display. And the next week, I'm not making this up, the next week I get this frantic phone call to return to headquarters for a big meeting that's going to take place. And I make my way back there, and I'm in the meeting. And the whole purpose of the meeting is because Joyce Julius and Bob Cotman, the president and senior vice president respectively for Domino's had both been fired and they were dividing up the responsibilities Mm. and long story short they essentially were running the IndyCar program between the two of them and with both of them gone I was the only one that had any knowledge of the industry or what we were doing so I went from show car truck driver to director of motorsports programs in about 10 days time. Scott, it's been great catching up with you. We got about uh, twenty seconds. It uh, seriously, folks. Uh, Google Scott's past. It's so impressive, and getting the twenty twenty one Phil Hill Award from the Road Racing Drivers Club from uh, an old co- cohort of yours, Mister Bobby Rahal. Uh, it's great to, to have you on the program, and thank Judy for uh, hooking us up. She's a she's terrific, and congratulations, man. Uh, you know, when I went to business school, they didn't teach truck driving to uh, you know uh, president of motorsports activation for Domino's pizza but i guess i went the wrong direction which is why now i talk on radio and tv i think you i think it all worked out for you as well uh, i appreciate the opportunity i've enjoyed it very much and let's do it again you got it scott there you go scott Afton, right there the road racing driver club uh, 2021 phil hill award winner one of the most prestigious awards you can receive in the world of motorsports uh, i'm sure scott is uh, enjoying his retirement he's not retired it's just you know it means he's doing something else that's what we do here on the premier home it is race central on the radio on motorsports insider kurt hansen join us next sunday at Podium Carding and Event Center for my 15th annual The Bash After the Clash. 9 o'clock, the doors open. More information, go to podium.com. I'm the insider and racecentralmedia.com. Welcome back. 
to the premier home for motorsports for two decades. The Blowtorch for Motorsports on Race Central Radio. It fires me up, man. On ESPN Radio AM 1600 with award-winning host, Kurt Hansen. It's uh, 3.47 on a flurious fast Friday here on the premier home. Scott Ather, I could go on for hours with Scott. And uh, I've known Scott now, oh boy, uh, I've been in this gig 22 years now, and he came to prominence, I want to say 15, 16 years ago. That's probably about the time I met him. Uh, and that that story, so I'm going to expand on that story because it's pretty funny. So Scott, when he came in to take over IMSA, which is now the WeatherTech IMSA series, by the way, we will have our cars and coffee tomorrow at the WeatherTech uh, retail store in Broomfield. I know it's probably going to be pretty yucky. I'm not sure how many people are going to come, but for the hardcores, we will be there. Uh, so Bob Dickinson was Scott's right-hand man at the time, and Scott really understood from his business acumen and his just his knowledge of how business works and did a great job at negotiating the merger between what used to be called the Rolex Grand Am Series, which was anti, anti-high-tech. It was a Riley and Scott chassis, which are basically, um, well, one fits all, with big monstrous V8 or V12 uh, horsepower in the back, prototype bodies, very cool to watch, very cool to listen to, but it was kind of the anti-technology series. And we were in the middle of some tough times economically in this country. So Rolex Grand Am was actually still enjoying quite a bit of success because you could run uh, the Rolex 24 hours and a lot of these you know, uh, uh, pro- sports car prototype races on a much smaller budget. And Scott came in to IMSA at the time when there was a huge uh, technology, well, boom going on in racing, but not necessarily in this country because of the cost and because of the economic situation the country was in. And we had, I mean, we had electric cars, hybrids back then. And it's funny to watch, you know, 400 guys come across the wall to try to synchronize their watches to get the thing to start because the sun and the moon and the clouds had to align and all the electronic stuff and and it was very expensive and teams were falling by the wayside. And when he came on board, it was a mess, but he got in there and negotiated the deal, got the two sides together, created one series, and then went after, as you heard him say, a luxury brand. And that was really true. He brought uh, John Dunanen, who's now the president of IMSA, with Mazda, because uh, Jim Jordan, who was on the program last week, the three most powerful people at Mazda in the sports car world at that time uh, from the, the brand side were Jim Jordan, who was on last week, uh, Dean Case, who will be on next week, and Scott Atherton, who you just listened to, and John Doonan. And Mazda saw an opportunity to jump in big time and get very, very involved, and they did. And then Scott, with the help of Scott Sharp at the time, and some other people like Bob Dickinson and some smart, smart people, and at that, t- that time, Scott Sharp had just started his relationship with Patron. Wait, talk about people who understand activation. And so they had all these bougie brands. 
Mickey Moto Pearl. It's a pearl company. They're the most expensive pearls in the world. And then be brought BP with Mazda. So seriously, we were at this this BP station downtown, you know, L.A. and K Town, Korean Town, because they were the first store in L.A. or California to have biofuel. And then we went to the Patron Activation Party held in the Beverly Wilshire Hotel with two prototypes out in front on Wilshire Boulevard in this super high-end jewelry store that is a Mickey Moto dealer drinking Patron martinis, smoking cigars, and talking about the future of IMSA. He really should write a book. Pretty funny night. But this guy really gets it and got it. And obviously, he got just got the big award. And very, very good to catch up with him. I hope he writes a book. It would definitely be a good read. So kudos, Scott Atherton. Again, a reminder, next Sunday, the 20th, be there. 9 o'clock, Podium Karting and Event Center, formerly Unser Karting. First 100 in the door, get free beer and carts. We're raffling off really cool motorsports-themed stuff all day. It'll be a lot of fun. Sid the Kid will be there doing TV with me. We'll be live streaming. Uh, we have the impromptu car show. Weather should be nice. It might be a little chilly, but bring your bad ride, two or four uh, wheels, and uh, you might get yourself a trophy or some other cool stuff. But it's the 15th annual, and you don't even have to like racing. Just come uh, race go-karts, throw axes, and uh, have great food and with a bunch of great people. It is Race Central on the radio. Hour number one in the books, The Clash. It was awesome. And next Sunday, the 20th, the podium is a bash after the clash. I'm the insider and racecentralmedia.com.